Hey, this is John Legadakis of johnlegadakis.com and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of an interview I do each week with other internet marketers, personal development and business leaders where we talk about how we can better promote our products and services online, get more traffic and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Hello and welcome to the podcast everyone, it's great to have you here, thank you so very much for joining us. I'm here today and I have a special guest with us, Renee Brent, all the way from the US. Thanks for joining us, Renee. Thanks, John. Excited to be here. All right, let me tell you a bit about Renee. Renee Brent is a warm, compassionate and skilled certified clinical transpersonal and interpersonal hypnotherapist. As a registered nurse for over 25 years, Renee has seen and been inspired by the powerful mind-body connection and how it helps us heal emotionally and physically. In addition to her work as a hypnotherapist, Renee is a life coach and utilizes a variety of techniques like NLP, EMT, and EFT, or tapping. She's always training new ways to help you get results and reach your goals. She's a registered member of the International Association of Interpersonal Hypnotherapists and the American Council of Hypnotherapists. Renee is passionate about teaching her audience practical tips on how to use the power of the subconscious mind to stop internal battles. Then that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I know Renee is going to give us a lot of value, really helping us to, I don't know if improve our lives is the right way of saying it, but definitely that. But um, I I was saying to Renee, sorry, I was saying to Renee before we went on here, I was watching one of the interviews she was doing uh, on TV recently, and I was really impressed by the power behind the techniques that Renee uses, how they're very simple in helping us to make big changes in our lives, to, to help us to connect better because life is just too busy. But before look, before I go into that, what I would like to do, Renee, if you don't mind, I'd love to know more about Renee Brent as a person, not just myself, but our audience. Tell us a bit about yourself, Renee, growing up, who you are, uh, family influences, how you got to where you are today. Certainly. So, yes, because everything that I have been through in my life, it has led me to what I do now. So I love to talk about it. And I think that people have to have that kind of personal connection. So I grew up in Springfield, Illinois. I'm a Midwest girl. And I was the fifth of six children. And I was raised by a single mom. She got divorced after my younger brother, who was only 12 months younger than me. Um, And so she raised us on her own. And so that was very difficult. My mother was a functioning alcoholic, so she she worked and she came home and she drank. I love my mother. Um, she's since passed, and I have a place of forgiveness, and she did the best that she could. But as a child in that situation, I had to learn very quickly, John, to take care of myself. So I became smart and practical, and I kept myself safe. But I learned that I had to take care of me. Nobody else was going to do it. So in that, uh, I became self-reliant, independent, and definitely very quick in protecting myself. I was blessed for sure that at at 12 years old, I was 5'10". So I was no one's victim. And I was placed in situations that were not necessarily safe, but I moved through it. And it left me with certain false beliefs in my life for sure. And I had to work with that. And that that is the work that I do with a lot of my clients is understanding how their childhood um, has affected their perception of the world today as adults. And I know it because I've done the work myself. And um, I'm thankful because I can look at my 
pass with wisdom now and it doesn't hold me back. I grow strength from it. And um, that's a little bit about me. And I became a caregiver. I um, knew that I had to take care of myself and I became a caregiver. So that's when I went into nursing and that's now I'm a, a hypnotherapist and um, living my passion. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Can you tell me, Renee, what, one of the things that stood out to me as you're explaining uh, and talking about your upbringing, I appreciate that, is false beliefs. And you yeah. don't have to, I don't expect you to get specific, but can you share with us maybe some of your false beliefs that you had that you've had to work through or maybe some common ones that people have? Certainly. I'll explain first how we obtain false beliefs and why. When we're younger than 10 years old, our conscious and subconscious minds wide open. So we're really always in a state of hypnosis and suggestibility. And there's a lot of su suggestibility that goes on when we're children because people are raising us. And everything that's said or done to us at younger than 10 is encoded as the truth. Therefore, if you had a teacher that you spent a lot of time with that was telling you you were stupid or your perception of that you were stupid, that's what you obtained. Or let's say you had a parent that would tell you that you weren't good enough or you, your perception of what was happening was that you weren't good enough. And it doesn't have to be drama or trauma. It could be something. I've had a woman who came in, beautiful life. Um, she had a beautiful marriage, but she wasn't happy and she didn't understand it. And I took her, regressed her to the first time she felt this. And she went to third grade when she's standing outside her classroom and her best friends in third grade decided that she wasn't part of the group anymore, left her with not good enough. These are the things. And, and as adults, when we have these false perceptions, Everything that's said or done to us is encoded through that. So if someone believes they're ugly, someone says your eyes are beautiful, it's transcribed and perceived as, oh, the rest of me is hideous. That's why they're saying that. It changes our perception of the world for sure. And for me, my false beliefs, I didn't even understand till I got divorced from a 20-year marriage what my false beliefs were. I had no skills. I didn't understand how to pay attention to my subconscious mind. I had no idea that I was looking at the world through a filter of my childhood. So I was left with the belief that I was not important, not good enough, and not lovable. And when I got divorced, all those things were just raw and opened. And I understood when I dealt with that and my false beliefs and changed that, it changed my perception of the divorce. It changed my potential for my future and now at this point John I think that my divorce was the best thing that ever happened to me because it forced me to look at those and heal yeah yeah I've been through a divorce as well and uh, so I know exactly what you're talking about but tell us Renee how does someone uh, get over that uh, well deal with their uh, first of all identify <laughs> and you know the filters that that they're living their life through and deal with those is there a way do we all handle it differently is i'm assuming everyone's a bit different yes they are and many of the things that are common false beliefs are not good enough worthless weak uh if we had a lot of illnesses in childhood or we have a really strong inner critic we feel weak and um, those are big ones. It's just about awareness in the beginning. My book, How Big Is Your Butt, is really about teaching people to start listening and awareness of the subconscious mind because we're getting clues all day long. The subconscious mind's job 
is to move you away from pain towards pleasure. And, you know, when you hear someone say they're pushing my button or that really got me going, pay attention to that. What did you actually hear someone say to you? If your boss is giving you, you know, critique on, let's say, something that you did and you're really pissed off and you're like, they think I'm stupid, I don't really respect, they're not, I'm not valued, your perception of a situation is usually your perception of yourself. So pay attention to what's coming up for you. If you feel uncomfortable in your body, then there's probably a false belief about your body that you're not good enough or that you're ugly. And um, we're getting those clues all day long. And they come up from the subconscious mind, which is 95% of what we filter through all day long. And the conscious mind, that 5% pushes it down. If you're feeling stuck, if you're having a reaction to something that doesn't make sense to the situation, pay attention. These are clues that the subconscious mind's giving you. And I know, Renee, also when we are talking before we got started with podcast, that you deal with a lot of business people. And a lot of the people that are listening today are in business or whether they're starting a new business or they've got businesses, successful businesses, mm-hmm. growing their businesses. Why do business a lot of business people come and see you and, and how are you able to help them? They feel stuck or they make money and they lose money. They make money, they lose money or they procrastinate. These are the, the basic things that I see people for. If you're stuck in a pattern and you don't know why, It's coming from the subconscious mind and we don't really are taught how to manage this. So the thing about hypnotherapy and the work that I do is that hypnosis is only a change in a brainwave, but it helps you bypass the conscious mind, that strong analytical judging mind. And hypnosis doesn't put you to sleep, it wakes you up. So when I do the work with people and businessmen and women, um, They have to understand why they're procrastinating, why they're not doing their finances or why they're not answering the phone calls. And that part of you, those behaviors, those subpersonalities of our ego states, they have the highest intention for you. Mostly when someone's trying to procrastinate is because there's a fear of failure and they'd much rather see you not try than fail. And they want to keep you in the same spot, the subpersonality, the subconscious mind who's trying to protect you. They'd rather see you not try it than fail. So these are the kind of things. And then it's pretty easy once you're talking to the subconscious mind, once you're aware, to shift behavior because you communicate with the subconscious mind and negotiate new behaviors. You keep the highest intention, which is usually to protect or to find success, but do it in a different way. And we're running old programs, and we would never keep a program in our computer for 20 years, but we do it every day in our body and our mind. So I just teach people how to reprogram um, the perceptions and behaviors. Yeah, fantastic. Can you give us an example, Renee, you don't have to mention any specific names, obviously, of with the work that you do with people, the hypnotherapy, can you give us Mm -hmm. any case studies of like before and after and and how you're able to help and and yeah how hypnotherapy helps sure and i i love giving stories so people can understand it's real and in my book i have a lot of 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 um examples of how people shift uh in their behavior and how it affects them so for instance i had someone who he lost everything he had uh, someone embezzle a lot of money and he lost multi-million dollar business and was of course filled with anger and grief and rage and um because his entire life he had spent 
he gave up family. He lost marriages because his focus was only on making money. And he came to me pretty distraught, pretty low, pretty sad and anxious and depressed. So we started doing the work together and he understood very quickly that he didn't have self-confidence and high self-esteem, that he was feeding himself with the fancy cars and the everything externally, the business with this confidence because in his truth was he didn't feel like he deserved it or that he was good enough. And when all that was ripped away and your subconscious mind is always trying to prove it right. So we'll draw people in that will or situations that will try to prove, oh, yeah, there it is. And he did that. It was a, what I call a universal um, kicking the ass and it made him wake up. And for him to understand that his value could come from something other than money it changed his whole life. And now he had a new perception of himself. So we worked together, changed his false perception, of course, got him to a place of forgiveness. I have a chapter in the book called, let's talk about the F word, and that's forgiveness. And I want to suggest to anyone who's listening to this, that if you are living in anger, I would suggest you release it, find a way to stand in forgiveness. It's not a corny woo-woo word. It's truth because Gandhi says that holding on to anger is like drinking poison expecting someone else to die. Anger will get in your way every single day and it sends you into this fight or flight survival mode and all the chemistry that you're doing that will prevent you from focusing and find solutions. So forgiveness really is a key. And he moved into forgiveness. It took me a little while to get him there because he was wronged, you Mm. know, but when all your value comes on something other than yourself, you don't pay attention. You can sometimes make bad decisions for yourself and you can turn red flags white and that's what he did and in, in pursuit of money. And when he got to this place of forgiveness and acceptance, self love and awareness that he deserves a life where he has so much more, where he feels connected to something other than money, his entire life changed. And I have to tell you, he started from scratch and he kept his life very simple and he found a incredible relationship with a partner and then they together started a business from his place of inner confidence and love and connection and I just heard from him not too long ago and he's already, again, his company's doing fantastic, you know, in million dollar company already. So he's he's able, but now he knows he deserves it and now he knows that he'll keep it and he'll always live in his passion. And that's the potential of the awareness that you gain from just looking within. Yeah, that's that's a fantastic example. Thanks so much for that. And, and before you share any other examples, I just wanted to maybe clarify something for myself and for everyone that's listening to. Mm-hmm. Hypnotherapy itself. When when you talk about hypnotherapy and what you do to help clients, can you can you tell us a bit about what's involved? Because I'm sure a lot of people might be thinking, oh, I'm not interested in hypnotherapy because I don't want to give Renee or anyone else control over me. Yes. Yeah. So it, that's interesting. That's a very common question. So the difference between hypnotherapy and regular therapy is that regular therapy really bypasses through the conscious mind, and it takes a lot of a lot of repetition. In hypnotherapy, you bypass the conscious mind into the subconscious mind, which is the boss. If you want to get something done, you go to the boss and that's what you're doing. And that's why the men in my practice that I work with and on Skype, that's why they do this work because it's logical. 
hypnosis is only, and I don't tell anybody how to feel. Everybody that I work with already knows and has what they need to move forward in a new way. They just got to move past those big butts, the B-U-T's, get past the blocks and find their way. And all I do is help them kind of go in. I call myself a professional garage door opener because I help them open the garage. They have to go in. You have to go in. I hold the flashlight. But you decide what you want to keep. You want to decide what you want to fix. And you decide what you want to um, shift. And that's what I do for people. And so in this, your state of hypnosis is only a change in a brainwave. When we're in survival, we're in a beta wavelength. It's very fast. When we drop into hypnosis, you know, right when you're starting to go to sleep and your body feels relaxed, that's mm -hmm. you already in an alpha wavelength. And you're going into a hypnotic state every time you go to uh, bed at night, every time you wake up, when you're driving in the car and you zone out, you're already in a hypnotic trance. I can't make someone think or feel something they don't want to. And this conscious mind is always there and it will, it will alarm you if something comes up. Like if you're driving in a car, have you ever zoned out, John? And Oh, yeah. Like, too, yeah, way yeah. Too, all the time. Yeah. yeah. So you're in a subconscious state. Because you can drive because that driving is a subconscious. You would do it subconsciously because yeah. well, we've done that, it so much. That's right. Like There's many times, like for example, like driving where I will get to my destination, especially if I'm going home because I've done it so many times. I'll get to my destination. I think to myself, you know, I don't remember the last three or four or five minutes of driving. I just yep. arrived. I just arrived there. Yep. Yes. And that's what hypnosis feels like. You're having the, the, this. You're in tune to what's going on. You're probably finding solutions for issues. But if someone pulled out in front of you, mm -hmm. what would you do? Oh yeah, stop. Yeah. You'd stop. You'd yeah. keep yourself safe in a minute and put on the brake. Mm -hmm. That's what happens if I am in the and I try to tell someone to do. They'll come out of it and they'll put the brake on quickly. That's why you need a hypnotherapist who's going to use your words, who's going to understand your goals and not make assumptions about what you want for your life. I never do that. I don't tell people how to think. So when you go into that state, hypnosis thinks people think hypnosis puts you to sleep. It wakes you up. It wakes you up and you're in front of the boss and that's when real change happens. When you're in survival rate, there's no room for change in perception. There's no room for changes. It must occur in a altered state. Positive thinking doesn't work when you're trying to survive for your life, when you feel like your world's coming to an end. You can't outthink that. You must find a way to go into hypnosis or an altered brainwave. All hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So, you know, if you there's great apps out there, which is Headspace. I have free apps on my, I mean, free meditations on my website, um, practicehappynow.com. And find a way to just get yourself in an altered state to start thinking differently and gain awareness. Yeah. And would you, would you agree, Renee, that if there's something not going right in our personal, personal or business, personal life or in our business or, yeah. or anything, it's not, it's usually not someone else. Because, you know, there's a tendency for some people, not all people, some people to blame the economy, the government, my spouse, my kids, my job. But really, if we're not happy, if there's something we're not happy about, there is usually it comes back to it will come back to me. So if I'm not, for example, if I'm if I'm struggling in my business, um, I, I know one of the things, for example, that I struggle with 
is uh, the, the pricing of things. Like I, I, I tend to undercut my pricing. I, I, I sell my services way too low than what I should. And, and so there's an issue there maybe that I haven't identified. But would you agree that, yeah, whenever things are going smoothly, it, it comes back to something that we have to deal with, not, not someone else. Again, something maybe in our subconscious. Absolutely. And the truth is, is we're not taught how to go in and look at that. We're, if we're outside and we're blaming other people, then we're not inside. And that's scary in there. That garage can be scary. The truth is that once you go in and, and understand that it isn't as scary as you think, man, life gets a lot easier. But when we're blaming other things and, and there's a consistent pattern then it behooves people to take a look at it and people do much better in business when they know their value for instance if you're if you're not um, charging what you think you need then there's probably a fear that you know part of you that's doing that because there may be a fear of protecting you that you're not going to be successful or or knowing your value so I would take a look at that if I was working with you we would say okay get the beliefs and and the emotions behind that because everything's a symptom and behind all of that is emotions and beliefs and that's the core work of what I do the other thing is we're human beings to survive so if we're have experienced something in our past that was difficult or harmful or hurtful, we remember that because we don't want to feel that again. And now we've trained our brain to scan for anything that looks like that because we don't want to experience that. We don't want to re-remember that. So I help people understand that so they can learn some tools to go within and um, shift things on their own. I work with people about three to five sessions. And then in that work, I give people tools to be able to handle whatever becomes their way. Because if you're stuck and you're not moving forward, then there's no possibility for change. If a pattern keeps showing up, the only commonality is you. So you must look within. Mm. And before we enter, and by the way, thanks so much, Renee. You, you've shared so much great content here with us today. One question, one more question I had for you, Renee, is do you find that is there one, two, maybe a few more really common uh, issues that people have that they need to get over that, that you help with? And especially, is there a common theme among them or a common issue that especially people don't even realize that they have? So I specialize um, in, in anxiety. Everybody puts a label on anxiety, and I teach people how to look at what's really going on. Anxiety is not an emotion. It is a symptom, and it's usually a fear. So when we look at fear, try to identify what the fear is. It could just be fear of emotions, of experiencing emotions. And as human beings, we never will get rid of fear completely. That is our alarm system to survival. But you can learn to manage it. So when you understand what's happening with you chemically and emotionally, when you feel like your body and mind have been hijacked and you don't know why, look at the fear and amp up your courage and your belief. Because when you trust that you can handle whatever comes your way, when you know that you can find a solution, then anxiety and fear just releases and gets smaller. But those chemicals of anxiety and worry and anger, they're very addicting. And we get very addicted to them. 
because they, for a minute they feel exciting. People say, I need that stress, I need that anxiety to get me going in the morning or to find a solutions. But the chemistry of the body goes against that because when you're in survival and anxiety and fear and stress, there's no room, it's harder to focus. There's no room for calm, there's no room for focus. So you have to work twice as hard. That's what I help people with is understand what's happening and learn some pattern interrupts to just pause for a minute and find a new solution. And the biggest thing I know, I know this is very popular and people think it's woo-woo, and but breathing is really, really important because as human beings, when we are trying to suppress emotion, we breathe very shallow. And breathing shallow first changes our oxygen level and as human beings, we need oxygen. So it amplifies the um, survival thing because we're not getting exactly what we need. But also, it sends these chemicals through our body that are putting us in just fight or flight or freeze. And it's very hard to function that way all the time. And it will affect your mind and your body. So big breaths are fantastic. Because when you breathe and take a big breath in and hold it for a minute, you're actually pressing on the, a nerve right at the diaphragm. It's called the vagus nerve. And it will send, when you do that, it will send these relaxing chemistry. It will help the what's called the parasympathetic nervous system kind of find balance. Breathing, breathing, breathing is really important. And I have a whole chapter in the book called uh, Breather It Can Make You Blue because it's so important and we don't do it. Yeah, that's great. We appreciate you sharing that coping mechanism for, for us. Mm-hmm. Renee, for someone that wants to learn more about what you do, maybe even connect with you, what, mm-hmm. and I know you've mentioned some, thank you, and thank you for doing that during this, um, this podcast. Can you share with us again, what's, what's the best way to get in contact with you, learn more about uh, what, what you've been sharing with us today? Sure. So I have two websites and I just want to put it out there. I love to hear from people. If you have a question, just send me an email about something you heard today. I'd be happy to help you or give you a quick technique or something I I love. That's why I do what I do. So I can help people just really create their business or the life that they want. And it's not that hard. So my professional page, Renee Brent Hypnosis, that's B-R-E-N is in Tom hypnosis on there I have information about what hypnosis is my email and uh, like you said there's a video there that talks about what I do in the media page I have a lot of links to different things that I've done and speeches and that sort of thing and the other one is around my book how big is your butt is practice happy now.com and on there I have of course you link in you can get a couple free chapters of the book an introduction to what you know subconscious mind is and isn't and also I have two free meditations there one is for sleep if you're having a hard time sleep please go get that because you need to sleep to be able to function fully in your life. The chemistry that you get when you sleep, the release, the shifting of perception when you sleep is is crucial in life. And um, I help people sleep all the time. I help people get off Ambien and such because they really... It, it's a it's a block in our life the other one is higher self meditation because we have such a critic we stop hearing the positive voice and we only hear the negative and we must hear that positive reframe to start making um, shifts in our life and move forward so check out practice happy now and just get a couple of the uh, meditations it will help yeah that's fantastic again thank you so much Renee 
for being with us today and sharing all these great insights. Uh, I know I've got definitely got a lot out of it. I know our audience has as well. Any final thoughts you have, Renee, before we end today? The only thing is start listening. Your subconscious mind's talking to you every day. Don't forget to have fun. You must find balance in your life. Business is great moving forward, but it's not everything. You must connect to yourself and others in a really authentic way. So just believe and trust in your ability to um, create the life and find some tools to be able to do that. Excellent. Excellent. Again, thank you so much, Renee, for being with us today. And thank you, everyone, for being here today on this podcast. My pleasure. Hey, John Legadakis here. If you got something out of today's podcast episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast as each week I'm doing more of these valuable interviews. Also, share it with your friends. Now, if you want to get in contact with me, you can do so anytime through my website, johnlegadakis.com. There's also a lot of great free resources there to help you to get more traffic and leads for your business. This is John Legadakis signing off. I'll see you all next time.